Hey y'all, hello and welcome to Date Your Soul Convos. My name is Haley Lynn. I am your host, a certified life coach and licensed therapist in Phoenix, Arizona. I help women who struggle with people pleasing and burnout. And if this is something that you've struggled with or you're currently struggling with, you have a home here. You have a space to be loved and be seen and to be given tools and practical ways to break out of people pleasing and living a life that is small so you can reach those big goals. Here at Date Your Soul Convos, I believe that you don't need to change who you are. We just need to create choices of how you are. So you are worthy. You are loved. I'm so excited to teach you today. Make sure you have your coffee, pen, and paper. Let's do this. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of Date Your Soul Convos podcast. My name is Haley Lynn. I am a certified life coach and licensed therapist in Phoenix, Arizona, where I help women who struggle with people-pleasing, burnout, compassion fatigue, and overwhelm learn how to hold healthy boundaries and step into their authenticity by utilizing psychology tools. Hi, Christy. Thanks for joining. So while I am live on this Instagram and present with you all and coaching you all, I'm also recording my podcast. I will show you my little Yeti speaker there. (laughs) So what's great about this format is that if you listen to my podcast or you like to listen to my lives and you just want some encouraging, uplifting information going to work or just like having someone in your corner, you can see me record these podcasts live, which is fun and interact with me. So as we are talking about boundaries today over people pleasing, drop any questions down below concerning people pleasing and boundaries, what you're struggling with, and I will live coach you. There is also a little question box down and to your right, I think, um, if you have any questions on boundaries. Hi, Ashley. So I am so excited to coach you all today on boundaries over people pleasing. And I have a couple really exciting things for you. At the end of this live, I'm going to tell you how you can earn a free coffee. (laughs) I am a fan of coffee, y'all. I have my coffee with me right now. For those that are listening on the podcast, you can't see me. I'm lifting up my coffee. So I will be giving away two free coffees on me to two people. So a coffee per person. And I'll tell you how to be able to do that at the end of this live. Um, And the little giveaway here, this little coffee giveaway will be good until tomorrow morning. So I'll be announcing the winner tomorrow morning. A lot of people catch my lives as replays. So even if you're catching this as a replay, you still will have a chance to enter in to win a free coffee. So just make sure that you stay to the end and watch this full video. And I will share with you how to enter in for a chance because I don't know about you all, but when I'm gifted coffee, it is like, I can't say that being gifted coffee is a love language, but it feels like it to me. (laughs) What would that be? Like acts of gifts or something gifts? Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely is for me. Coffee break, y'all. I was getting some coffee. So that is that. Today, we're going to be talking about boundaries over people pleasing and defining three practical skills that you can take today to start holding healthy boundaries. And bonus, I'm going to have a script for you so you know what to say 
when you're wanting to hold a healthy boundary, whether that's in your career, whether that is in your family. So we're just going to wait for a few people to hop on the Instagram, give them a chance to be notified. My podcasters, you can't see this, but I got my pineapple ponytail back. You know, when you put your ponytail so high, it catches your small layers and you look like you got a pineapple top. <laughs> Literally what's going on this morning, it's fine. We're rolling with the punches. I'm so glad Ashley's here. Christy joined us briefly. I'm going to keep the live going, y'all, so you can ask me questions as we are talking about boundaries over people-pleasing. Again, those that are joining, hello, welcome, happy Thursday. That was faster, y'all. Usually it takes me some time to realize what day it is. <laughs> okay, we already got a question. Ooh, this is good. This is really good. We just got a question and I am going to, I wonder if I press it, will it go on the screen? It does. It does, y'all. So we got a question from Ashley um, that says, how can we hold boundaries in a group setting at work as a leader and a facilitator? This is really good. So as a leader or a group facilitator, you're going to hold a boundary of how you want to be treated and how you want the group to go by your body language more than verbalizing. So if I have any managers on this podcast or anyone um, that wants to be a life coach or lead in a group setting or, or wants to work with people as a leader, that could be ministry, that could be in your career, your boundaries of how you want to be treated, how you want the meeting to go, how you want the group to go is going to look physical before it's ever verbal. So that looks like eye contact, energy, speaking clearly and confidently, what that tells your attendees and who you're leading is that they can trust you, that you can hold your own boundaries, that you can show up and be present. And with that confidence and with that air of, I'm going to lead you as a leader <laughs> with my body tone and with who I am, it tells the other people to follow suit, to be present, to be all in. So physical boundaries as a leader in a group setting or as a lead facilitator is the first importance. You got to have the physical boundaries of I am here to lead. And then verbalizing it, you have to add curiosity because as a leader, if you're holding a rigid boundary, like it's my way or the highway, you're going to lose a lot of your facilitators or the people that you are leading. You Excuse me. So when you hold a boundary and all the tips that we're going to be talking about today in this live, you want to make sure that you're leading with curiosity, then it's my way or the highway. So when you're holding a boundary with maybe a group member saying, I'm curious what made you want to say that? I wonder where that is coming from. Would you help me understand curiosity as a leader and a facilitator is so helpful before you set your boundary? Because it makes that follower or the attendee know that you really see them before you set the hard boundary. And so I have a script I'm going to teach you all in this live. And you, again, if you're a leader or you're a facilitator, you can lead with curiosity and then go into the boundary. I hope that makes sense. So you hold boundaries in group settings at work and as a lead facilitator first through your body and how you present yourself, and then through curiosity. And we'll talk about that. That's actually a really great question. 
Okay, so we're gonna hop into this. If y'all are catching the replay, hello, my name is Haley Lynn, certified life coach, helping women break out of people-pleasing, burnout, compassion fatigue, overwhelm, anxiety, the things that really hold you back and learning how to hold healthy boundaries, but also step into your authenticity. Like boundaries is one piece, but authenticity is just a whole nother piece of living a life you want that is authentic to you. And what gets in the way of your authenticity is humanity, (laughs) is being human, right? Like the stressors of your job. What holds us back from living our authenticity is a fear of what others think about us, that we care more than we want to admit. That can hold us back from our authenticity. Worrying about the future, taking a while to get over things, not forgiving ourselves or forgiving others quickly and living in the past, wondering how to be happy. Like that can hold us back from living in our true self, seeking external validation, desire to be seen as a good person. I want to be a good woman, a good girl, a good human right? And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a good human and seeking validation, but how you go about it can really lead you up for chronic people-pleasing. So people-pleasing, let's define this, is your thoughts, emotions, and actions that are dictated on putting someone else before yourself. And caring starts to hurt. Caring should never hurt. And I don't really like should statements, y'all. As a therapist, I'm not a fan of should statements because they're very critical, but sometimes they do have a place in our mindset to really kick us in the butt. If you are caring for someone and it is hurting, you're going into people pleasing. I often hear clients say, well, it's just, I just care for them so much. They need me. They, they need me in their life. Listen. I hear you, but they don't technically need you. You're putting that on them because people-pleasing has become such an identity for you, a comfortable identity. So my goal as a coach is to help you see that people-pleasing is not serving you and that there are other ways to live so your caring does not continue to hurt. So if you are human, you've probably struggled with wondering what people think of you, overthinking, worrying about the future, taking a while to get over things, saying yes impulsively, questioning your judgment, where are my impulsive girls at? Not impulsive, I apologize, indecisive, that was me recovering, here we go, wondering how to be happy and hoping that people see the real you. These are things that are human. Okay, we have another question here. I love the questions. So for those listening on the podcast, I am also doing a live. So I'm answering questions as we go. Hi, Sammy. We're talking about how to have boundaries over people pleasing. I just defined what people pleasing is a bit. Please drop me some questions and stay to the end of this video so you can learn how to win a free coffee on me. Is breaking out of people pleasing a way of leading us to our authenticity? Absolutely. Yeah, people pleasing is a mindset that... I almost can guarantee you start in childhood and it has been around for a very long time and breaking out of it leads us more into who we say we are. Because when you people please, you're saying that your life is not your own and that can become very detrimental. So it's very important that you learn how to hold healthy boundaries. Now, here's the thing with boundaries. It's such a hot topic. Like, can I just get an amen? (laughs) In the field of life coaching and mental health, boundaries is about just as hot as meditation, mindfulness, challenging negative thoughts. What I mean by hot is that it's a topic that's talked about a lot and it can get very confusing on where to start because there's so much information. 
Like there is so much information on boundaries and so much on mindfulness. So I'm going to break down boundaries. Y'all are following me. So you're I am taking up your mental space this morning. I'm going to give you my definition of boundaries, and then we're going to go into how to hold them to break out of people-pleasing. Boundaries are your limits verbalized. They can be non-verbalized. Boundaries can be held in text messages, but ideally they're verbalized because people can't read your mind. Boundaries are verbalized limits to tell people and yourself what your physical and emotional limits are. So you can feel safe in your relationships. Let me repeat myself. Boundaries are your limits, your verbalized limits to tell people and yourself what your physical and emotional limits are to create safety. That's what boundaries are. Everyone is deserving and worthy of boundaries. If you have ever struggled with people pleasing or the need to please or perfectionism or this crazy feeling of like, I have to be what everyone else needs me to be. You're worthy of boundaries. Someone who is drinking, you know, the green smoothies and doing yoga every day and is going to the Himalayan mountains and like meditating, they are not more worthy than you are of boundaries. Boundaries are a birthright and everyone has access to them. Okay. So that's the first thing I really want to say here. Boundaries are the root of breaking people pleasing. So if, you, if you've been struggling with boundaries and you'd like to know how to hold them, at the very end here, I'm gonna give you a script. So, so hang in there with me, but I have three practical skills for you in regards to boundaries that you really need to hone in on. Now I have coached coaches. I have coached fellow therapists and they say to me, I don't have a boundary issue. I'm actually really good at boundaries. And I hear you with that. I really do. Like, honestly, if someone asked me how I feel with boundaries, I would say the same thing because I've been in this field. I've been doing this work. I'd say I'm really, I'm pretty good at boundaries. Experience with boundaries does not hold as much weight as practice. First practical skill here, y'all practice over experience. I'm going to tell you a practical metaphor here to help this really hone in. You might have experience with boundaries for the past five years, but if you are not practicing when it matters, you may get tongue-tied or not stand up for yourself and abandon your values and your goals. Let me explain why. For those that don't know, I was a Division I tennis player. I played tennis for 14 years, highly competitive, very competitive. And when I stepped my foot as a freshman at college on the tennis court for the first time, I had a ton of experience. I had a ton of experience, 11, 10, 11 years of playing tennis experience. But if I did not continue to practice, I would not have played in the number one spot my freshman year in the championship match. I would not have been able to do that if I did not practice. If you have a mindset of, I have a lot of experience with boundaries and I'm really good at it, but you are not practicing them, or even if you don't have a lot of experience with boundaries and you're not practicing them, you're not going to perform when it matters. This is really key, y'all. Even for my podcasters that are listening right now, this is so key. So you might fall into, I have a ton of experience with boundaries, but even when it comes to what matters, you fall short of it. Practice your boundaries. Don't lean on your experience of boundaries. This is so powerful. Hi, Claire. Thanks for joining. If y'all have any questions on boundaries or people pleasing, drop them and I will coach you live. I also have my podcast going, so y'all bear with me here. So the very first tip with boundaries over people pleasing is to practice over experience. If you have zero experience with boundaries, 
That is 100% okay. You cannot expect yourself to hold the boundary at the family dinner with that one family member who digs at you and is microaggressive, racially aggressive, gender aggressive, whatever, if you are not practicing. So here's my skip to practice. Do y'all have a pen and paper nearby? Let me know if you do. If you don't, that's okay if you're listening to me on the replay. That's why I have my podcast because <laughs> I know a lot of y'all listen to me on the way to your work. You practice with safety first, safe things before you practice with sharks. So practice with your phone, practice with objects first, holding boundaries. What time boundary can you hold with your phone? Is there an app you can download to kind of give you limits on how long to be on your phone? Can you hold limits and and boundaries on your old jeans from college that don't fit and make you feel bad every time you see them? Is there a boundary you can hold on maybe your books that you were hoping to read, but you haven't yet? Can you give them away so you don't continue to feel bad about yourself for not reading the books that you said you would in January? Practice with physical objects first when it comes to boundaries, and then start practicing on humans. And I like to say sharks, but really those harder people in your life. And I wouldn't necessarily go for the uncle or go for the family member that is like really polarizing and really not nice as your first person to go to go with a friend, go with someone who you can really feel safe with and even tell them like, I'm practicing boundaries and I would like to practice with you. Practice over experience. Number one tip here with boundaries over people pleasing. I I mean this with a lot of care, y'all, and a lot of compassion. I don't care if you have experience with boundaries if you're not practicing them. I would much rather take as a coach, as a tennis coach, I'm going back into that metaphor, someone who is willing to practice every single day versus someone that says, I have it all together and I will win for you, coach. I don't need to pick up my racket one time before a championship match. I'd be like, are you serious? <laughs> Are you really serious? You're not going to practice one time. So practice over experience. Do that with objects first. Go into safe people. Number two, honor your personality. When you are setting boundaries, honor who you are. Anyone do the Enneagram test? Let me know what your Enneagram type is down below in the comments. I'm a type two wing three. So what that means is that I am a caring helper who also is very motivated and driven and likes to achieve, right? I think number three is the achiever. Y'all bear with me here if you know this, right? So I am a caring, empathetic, highly sensitive person, HSP, sensitive, but I'm still a go-getter. When I'm like in my full zen, I am a go-getter and I get shit done. That's why I'm a coach. I'm exactly the same, two wing three. Heck yes, yeah. So here's the thing. A common thread or message that I have seen in this field is to do you, boo, hold the boundary, cut them off, set your, that language doesn't work for me as a two wing three. And a lot of the women I coach are sensitive and emotional and are huge heart centers. So just doing you and cutting people off and just like this mentality doesn't work for me with boundaries. And I don't think it would work for you. I can't just cut someone off. So my encouragement for you is to honor your personality. I don't, I I really have to stay in my lane when I'm holding a boundary. And I say to myself, like, how can I still honor me, but also honor the person that I'm setting it with? So I use words like, thank you. I feel, I would appreciate. Therefore, this means a lot to me, right? I really get, like, I use my tone. I use my eye contact. I use my words 
that honor my personality. Hi, Destiny. Thanks for joining. Sammy, I love to see that you're a two wing three. That makes me so happy. Laverta, that's so cool. So when you're setting a boundary, don't let the world tell you that there is one way to set a boundary, which is rigid and cutting people out because that is not the case. You can set a two wing three boundary. You can set a empathetic and sensitive boundary and it doesn't have to be one way or the other. So very first tip here, practice over experience. Practice those boundaries with objects going into humans. Number two, honor your personality. Honor who you are because how you set a boundary is going to sound different from someone who is more logical and is has more of that driven like mindset focus. You know, my husband, I won't share with y'all what he does. He is in law enforcement, um, but specifically I won't share with you what he does. I think some of y'all know. And um, his boundaries can't really be like, you know, softer. Like, I don't know how else to say this because his life is at risk. So really honoring where you want to be in your boundaries at the end of the day and honoring your personality. What is your personality? How can you infuse that in your boundaries? They're going to be different from person to person. Number three, staying in your job description. Oh, this is such a good tip. Okay. One of my favorites. So y'all may not know this, but I work actually under part-time, maybe like 15, 16 hours for a really cute local women-owned boutique here in Phoenix. And it, it makes me so happy getting out of the house and just, you know, being part of um, a little boutique with creators. And the owner is so kind. The owners are amazing, but they do so much behind the scenes that I don't even know. But if I went into work and I was like, hey, I want to do your job and 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 also do my job, what do you think is going to happen? Y'all just let me know what's going to happen. You go into your job today or you go into your job and you just tell your boss, I'm going to do your job and mine. What's going to happen? You're going to get burnt out. <laughs> You're going to get so burnt out. It's not even funny, but we do that. That was just an example with a career, but we do that with our family members. I have shit and I have baggage and I have my own issues and I have things I have to carry, but I'm also going to carry yours because I don't think you can handle it. So I'm going to do your job. I'm going to manage your emotions. I'm going to manage your thoughts and I'm going to manage your actions. That was never your job in the first place. You already have heavy things to carry. You don't need to carry Whoever you're holding a boundaries with emotions or feelings, hi, Gloria. It is not your job to carry the baggage of whoever you're holding a boundary with. It's going to weigh you down. Think about it like this. Do I have any hikers in the group? Do y'all like to go hiking? You're hiking up a mountain and you're with the person that you need to hold a boundary with and you're seeing that they are really struggling, right? And they are... They have a lot of, they have a huge backpack and you're, you have a backpack on. You're like, Hey, I'll just carry your backpack. Just give me your backpack. Right. Who do you think is going to get to the top of the mountain first? I just want to ask you this just in your mind, you're carrying their backpack and you have your own backpack. Who's going to get to the top of the mountain. They're going to get to the top of the mountain. And where are you going to be? You're going to be at the bottom, frustrated, hot, and resentful. This is what happens with people pleasing. We take on the baggage of others. We say, it's my job to fix you. And then we look up and we are pissed that we are not at the location they are. It's because you sacrificed yourself for their gain. And it was never your job to take on what was theirs. 
I love giving and it gives me so much joy. I seem to not know. So we have a, sorry, I'm going to reread this to the podcast listeners. I am live right now on Instagram. So I'm reading um, a comment from Instagram. So y'all can know where I'm coming from. I love giving and it gives me so much joy. I seem to not know I'm giving too much until I don't receive appreciation. Is a good boundary just to hold back? Is that a boundary with myself? Yes. Yes, it is. It is. Caring should not hurt. When caring gets to a point where it is hurting, you have given too much without return. So burnout, let me define burnout for y'all because this is what happens to people pleasers. I know because I'm recovering. You give till it hurts and then you hit burnout. You give until it hurts and then you hit burnout. Burnout is the idea that you are giving so much of yourself and you're not getting enough reward back. This is why burnout is huge with motherhood because you're giving to your whole family and it's not like your three-year-old's gonna say, thanks mom, right? So caring should not hurt. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And when you start to feel resentful of others because they are not appreciating you more than you want, you got to step back and learn how to appreciate yourself and give to yourself what you so want in others. And that is so key. So I hope that answered your question. (laughs) Yep. Holding yourself back with the intention that you're pouring into yourself. You're pouring in. So let's go through those three again. And then I want to give you a bonus script and stay till the end here because you're going to have a chance to win a coffee. Stick with me here. So practice over experience. I I mean this compassionately, but I don't really care if you have a ton of experience with boundaries if you're not practicing. As your coach, you got to practice. And I'm going to hold you accountable for that. Practice your boundaries so when it comes time, you do it. Number two, honor your personality. You're a sensitive person. You're not just going to cut someone off. You're going to want to learn how to hold a boundary and still be okay post-boundary. You might feel guilty. You might feel ashamed. That's pretty normal. But that at the end of the day, when you put your head on your pillow, you're not like spiraling out of control. Number three, you stay in your job description. It's not your job to carry someone's backpack. It's not your job to manage their emotions. You set the boundary and you let them still carry their own backpack. It's not your job to, ch- to, to change their thoughts. Here is just, this is going to blow y'all's mind. Y'all ready to have your mind blown? Setting a boundary, as scared as you feel about it, is a neutral experience for someone. It's neutral. You're just setting a boundary. What makes it conflicting is their thoughts about it. And your job is not to control their thoughts. Every boundary in the world is neutral, which means you just said a sentence. Just like I just said a sentence, like I just said a sentence, like I just said a sentence. Do y'all hear that? Do you hear that? Do you hear that? That is a neutral sentence. I am just talking. A boundary is just talking. It's just a sentence. It's a neutral statement. How the other person decides to think about your statement is their responsibility. How they decide to make a neutral statement positive or negative is not your job. And this goes for you too. When someone sets a boundary with you and they say, you know, I really can't make it. Thank you for inviting me. And your feelings are hurt. They're just stating neutrality. They're stating a statement. You get to decide if you make it positive or negative. You don't have to like someone's neutral statement to respect it. Another person doesn't even have to like your boundary to respect it. 
But starting to see boundaries as a neutral statement and you deciding if it's positive or negative is eye-opening. It takes so much pressure off. This is a this is a bad boundary. This is a good boundary. There's no such thing. It's a neutral statement that you are making good or bad with your thoughts. So just something to think about. Bonus script. Are y'all ready for it? I think some of y'all have heard me say this. So it might not be new, but it might be a really good recap. For the podcasters, I'm just taking a quick coffee break. Okay, boundary script. I get off, I often hear, you know, I have no idea what to say. Well, here you go. When you, I feel, therefore. That's simple. When you, I feel, therefore. Simple, but not easy, okay? When I say simple, I don't mean easy. When you say this, I feel this way, I would like. You don't have to use therefore. It's kind of fancy, huh? Therefore. It's kind of like an English word. I would like. I would like you to not do that. Assert yourself. When you calls them out on their behavior, I feel takes ownership of how you feel. I would like is what is called an assertion. You are asserting yourself. So this is the little bonus boundary script. Excuse me. I wanted to give you. I literally have it written. I love scripts. It helps so much. It really does. And that script you can use in like almost any situation at your job, with your family. And when, and and so practice it, maybe practice. I know this is going to sound really weird, but practice it with your phone or with yourself. When I scroll on my phone for three hours, I feel anxious. I would like to hold a time boundary on my phone. When I keep my jeans from college, I feel upset because I can't fit in them. I would like to donate them. This is the practice part. Honoring your personality would be to use words and and use tone that someone can understand. So if I was holding a boundary with my husband, I would say, when you didn't do the dishes, I felt really hurt. It would mean a lot to me if you did the dishes tonight. Do you think that's possible or how can I support you? That's honoring your personality because I can't just, for me, I can, and I've done it before with toxic people held a rigid no boundary. But for me as an empathetic person, I like to negotiate and I like to offer support at the end of a boundary. Y'all can do that. So it's when you, I feel, I would like, if you're a sensitive or empathetic gal, two wing three here, you can add, what do you think? How can I support you? That's honoring your personality. No matter how that person responds, you are not in charge of their feelings, their thoughts, or their emotions, okay? You're not in charge of it. So you remember your job description. This is a longer live. We're getting to the end here. I'm going to have to hop. I'm going to stay on here, but I'm going to hop off my podcast because I'm getting to the 30 minute mark. Y'all, thank you for joining. I appreciate you joining the podcast. If you'd like to know more about who I am, go to Date Your Soul Co., Hit me up on Instagram. If you'd like to win a coffee, just send me a DM of which tip you are going to try today in the live. Have a good one.